Teal football show. My name is Miles. The 49ers and Chiefs will be Super Bowl 58. That was Super Bowl 55. I am bummed. I don't want a rematch. I feel the same way I felt after uh, Giants and Patriots won their championship games in 2011. Like the same matchup that we had in 2007. I mean, I know that you know, the 07 was a classic, but I felt that way. And I feel this way again. I don't, I don't want the same matchup. It's boring. But, you know, well, we got two weeks to talk about it. Uh, for Baltimore fans, for Detroit fans, a crushing day with massive what ifs. Uh, like I said in the preview, these, these moments when the football in the air becomes a Super Bowl. And it's just like, what if it just went the different way? You know, it's both these games had crazy moments. Zay Flowers fumbling at the one yard line when the Ravens are about to cut the lead to three. I mean, certainly you're trained not to dive for that. Zay Flowers, meaning as a rookie, uh, it was going to be first and goal. Instead, you know, he, he dives, he exposes himself to the punch out. Credit to. Legarius Sneed, one of the best corners in the game for Kansas City, punched it out. Massive swing. Huge wave of emotions for all Baltimore fans, I'm sure. And then we had one in the NFC Championship as well. Brock Purdy throws deep to Ayuk, overthrows it, really. Uh, the second time in that game, <laughs> actually, that he overthrew a pass to Ayuk, and it should have been intercepted. Uh, I can't even remember the guy's name, and he probably doesn't want me to put. He doesn't. The guy doesn't want me to put his name because instead of catching the football, this guy simply is a vessel with which the football bounces around head and hands for Ayuk to get his bearings enough to make the Lin Swan Ballet catch, the fifty-yard beauty. It'll be a highlight forever for 49ers fans. And that was, uh, uh, what a swing. Cause it should have been intercepted. Instead. It was like a 50 yard gain. Ayuk down at the, the three yard line. Of course he, he later gets the touchdown, gets them within seven after they had been down 17 to open the half. Both of these plays, both of these moments, just a super bowl bouncing around in the air or on the ground. Chaos turns to story. All right, let's start. Let's go just in order. Let's start with the Chiefs beating the Ravens, going to their fourth Super Bowl in five years, a coaching masterpiece by Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo, pulling off the upset. Um, it's not just you know the Steve Spagnuolo part of it, the defense that, that flummoxed Lamar Jackson. It was also the offense. Andy Reid, they, they, the Chiefs scored on their first two drives. Um, and they were, they brought something that the Ravens did not expect and the Ravens had to adjust and they finally did. They finally did adjust and they put the clamp down on and, and once they did, the chiefs never did anything again. 
but the damage was done. Chiefs got 17 points in the first half through that. Spagnolo's defense absolutely flummoxing Lamar Jackson. This is a coaching win for the Kansas City Chiefs today. It, it, it was something else. Um, uh, I mean, it, it was such a good start, too, uh, emotionally. You know, like the Andy Reid talked about it. The, the, the thing we have that they don't is the big game pressure, the big game experience. And the fact that the Chiefs took those first two drives down for touchdowns that had to get the Baltimore buns clenching. It had to. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if, it, if that's exactly why we saw the Ravens so emotional all day, upset, pointing, slamming helmets, just frustrated. You know, and we, they had a touchdown drive in there. The Ravens, uh, you know, it was seven. Chiefs scored their first drive. Seven to zero, went for a fourth down on on that uh, on that drive. They were staying aggressive. Then the Ravens responded. They came back. They went for their own fourth down, fourth and one. Lamar Jackson had that long run. Two fourth downs that just don't count, right? Because you, they made them. We'll talk about Dan Campbell later, but <laughs> these fourth downs they don't count. They're just part of the drive. Uh, but had they missed them, they would have been egregious decisions, right? Um, we thought we're getting the duel, the duel of the two-time MVPs. It's fourteen to seven. We've, I think, we had three touchdown drives in a row. Oh no, the Ravens went three and out to start, but we had, we had, we had a high-scoring thing. We got the duel of MVPs, and and the thing the Chiefs were doing too. They had those three tight end sets that they had against Buffalo. They were just bullying the Ravens up front to start with that and uh, start the game, and it works because you have Mahomes to bail you out when you need a third down and you need more more coins please for the running game <laughs> that's that is the key to to this chiefs team we're going to run the ball and we can run the ball cuz when it when it doesn't go right we just throw it to Mahomes he gets the third down has this crazy psychic connection with Travis Kelsey gets us a first down more coins please for the running game that's how you do it that's this team defense and I, I don't know I don't what is Mahomes he he is playing so well but it's not like he played well earlier in his career very different versions of Mahomes that we're seeing here um handed it off to Pacheco 24 times today 24 for 68 and it was all hard work second quarter got weird strip sack fumble of Lamar then the Chiefs can't capitalize on that just like they couldn't uh, capitalize on the 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 fake punt miss by the Bills last week, they just when they get those <laughs> turnovers or they start their own red zone for some reason they cannot get points off of these. Um, quite strange. They uh, they turned it over on downs themselves on a play. It was the third third and like nine, and Mahomes rolls out, hits Kelsey. Kelsey breaks Jerry Rice's career playoff reception record but he's like a foot short of the first down they go for it on fourth down they get stuffed by the ravens let that be a lesson to anyone else encroaching on any jerry rice records don't you dare don't you dare <laughs> end of the half got a little sloppy there the uh, the Ravens gifted the Chiefs 30 yards between two personal fouls, uh, one on Van Noy and one on, uh, I, I think it was Clowney, maybe it was Travis Jones, can't remember which which one came where. And then 
you're thinking the Chiefs are going to score again, but then they have two holding penalties back to back, negating a Rasheed Rice touchdown, and they kick the field goal 17 to seven at half, and it stayed 17 to seven for the next 25 minutes of gameplay in the second half. That was did not expect that. The second half should be titled. How many chances does Lamar Jackson need from his defense to start eating into this 10-point deficit? (laughs) The Chiefs punted five times in a row in the second half, and the Ravens didn't get any points from it until the fifth time when they kicked that field goal, which is really against prevent defense because by that point, there's only five minutes left in the game. That's crazy. That is crazy. And the Ravens defense, of course, I mean, Ray Lewis was there. Ed Reed was there. Terrell Suggs cheering on, you know, just can't embarrass yourself in front of those guys. The Ravens defense clamped down. They flashed their championship teeth, but too late. They already gave up the 17 points. And that was all they needed because the Chiefs defense was flummoxing Lamar Jackson. Chiefs punt their first two possessions. Well, so do the Ravens in the second half. Lamar, the whole story of the game, Lamar drops back. He's got time. All the receivers are off the screen because we're running deep routes. And Lamar Jackson's just looking down there for a long time. He's, he's got time in the pocket, but there's like three guys spying on him. And he either gives up and tries to run it or he finds some sort of out of rhythm check down. That was the whole game. That's the game. All, the, all that play over and over again. And it seems to me like Steve Spagnuolo, Chiefs defense coordinator, called what the Ravens are trying to do. They tried to air it out. They tried to do something that would be against their own tendency. But the Ravens defense just kept holding, giving them chances, giving the the Ravens chances to eat into this 10-point lead at some point. After the third punt, Mahomes and company punts back to to Lamar. They are down 10. (laughs) Got to get something going. And they have the drive, which which could be titled Zay Flowers Wild Ride. Just emotional all over the place, but making big plays. I mean, he catches a 54-yard bomb uh, to the 10-yard line, gets a taunting call on that play. The most obvious one ever. He stands up over him, spins the ball, you know, that's back to the 25-yard line. Then he gets a slant route to 14 yards right back to the right back to that spot, like, like to the 11. And then it's second and goal from the nine, another slant to Zay Flowers. He reaches out over the end zone. Legere Sneed punches it out. Chiefs recover. It's a gutting. It seemed like finally, the third time was a charm. The Ravens were going to finally get that point, make it 17-14. They were literally inches away. But Zay Flowers didn't have that touchdown. He really didn't. He, he got the first down. He reaches for it when he really shouldn't. Opened himself up to that punch out. Um, got in it, you know, slamming his helmet down. I think he, he cut his hand because he was punching the bench and stuff like that. Just, I mean, not unlike Lamar Jackson was, wasn't Mr. Calm in this game. He was pissed all game, throwing fits over there. The Ravens, they were just emotional. Like I said, the Baltimore buns were clenching. They shouldn't have lost this game. They really shouldn't have. Um, that Zay Flowers drive, by the way, it was 57 seconds long. <laughs> it was chaos, but it was only 57 seconds long. Um, guess what happens after that? 
the Ravens' defense held, and the Chiefs punt for a fourth time. This punt was pinned right to the one-yard line, so it was a good punt. But, again, a fourth chance. Now it needs to be a 99-yard drive, but just another chance to cut into this 10-point lead. Lamar Jackson, I called just his his mental uh, state was, I need to do this now. He was not calm. He was not finding. He, every first down, he was going deep along the right sideline. Every first down, he did that for like three of them on this drive. And they were getting some big gains. Not those. Those are all incomplete on the on the sideline. But they're getting big gains underneath. I think it was a 62-yard drive. They were up, up to the 20-something yard line. And that's when Lamar Jackson makes, I don't know, a decision to Isaiah likely into triple coverage. It's picked, and I I can't even explain the decision. He was triple covered, and he's the backup tight end. I don't know. I there's people saying like the interference on that. I I really didn't see it. There was a there was another interference call that uh, also you know wasn't egregious to me. The guy stumbles. I think it was also likely that touchdown or that one in the end zone definitely wasn't. These weren't poor. These weren't horrible calls. Um. And I was rooting for the Ravens, so I, I, I'm a neutral fan, but I, I can definitely vouch for them. Um, guess what happens after that? <laughs> the Ravens de-held. <laughs> and again, Lamar Jackson gives a fifth chance to eat into this 10-point lead. But now there's only five minutes left in the game. This time they move it in. They get the field goal. That's uh, 17-10. They still need that touchdown. There's... About two minutes left. I can't remember exactly how much time. Ravens defense needs to make their sixth stop of the half. You know, force the Chiefs punter to come out there a sixth time in a row. It's third and nine. Oh, there's 2.20 left. Thank you to my notes. There's two minutes, 20 seconds left. They're up, or Chiefs are up by seven. If they punt back for yet a sixth time to Lamar Jackson, they cannot expect that they can continue to hold, hold this guy. So third and nine, what do they do? Mahomes buys time, goes deep to MVS, catches the ball falling on his back for 32 yards. That's the first down. Chiefs can kneel it out. My wife Kathleen walking off her disappointment for the Ravens. That's the game. The other game, the 49ers beat the Lions in a 17-point comeback, a reverse tittle, referring, of course, to the YA tittle, 49ers quarterback in 1957, who oversaw a 20-point collapse to the Lions in the 1957 divisional round, uh, Lions, Bobby Lane's backup, Tobin Rote, uh, led them to that title. A lot of 80 to 90-year-old 49ers fans saying, finally, we've avenged YA Tittle when Joe Montana was one years old. <laughs> this game. Let's talk about this game. The NFL cannot be rigged. If there are script writers out there, why the dark twist? Why give us the Lions up 17? And have them lose. I mean, it's sick. It's sick. 
<laughs> and I know the the headline of this game is Dan Campbell and the fourth downs. He went for the fourth downs, one in the third quarter, one in the fourth quarter when there could have been field goals. And then we're just going to talk about that could have been six points, though we didn't do all this math in the last two games when he went for two fourth downs, scored touchdowns, one against the Rams, one against the Bucks. That's plus four in both those games. We didn't do that math. We are doing the minus six math. I just, I don't know. I, I don't think that the fourth downs were this. There's a, there's literally a guy on Reddit right now who posted Dan Campbell single-handedly lost the Lions this game. No, he didn't. Not single-handedly. You Maybe you don't know what the word single-handedly means, and that's possible. That was mean. Sorry, Reddit guy. Uh, but I just, I feel such sorrow <laughs> for Detroit, and I hate the 49ers. The thing for Detroit was they couldn't catch the ball in the third quarter. They couldn't tackle anybody in the whole second half. I mean, I just, the football got heavy. The moment was not seized. Just watching the second half Detroit Lions compared to the first half Detroit Lions when everything was just so crisp and easy. Remember that first drive? Big runs by Montgomery. The reverse to Jamison Williams. He had 86 rushing yards on their first two drives, 150 in the first half, like 250 passing yards in the first half. Amazing. But Purdy, the 49ers, you know, they were down 24 to 7 at the half. And, you know, it to me, it never felt like they were out of it because it, it was kind of quirk of the of the of the game script too um and to the lions credit you know the the 49ers just didn't get the ball back at the end of that half to get a chance for for points remember that that really strong ending to the lions at the end of the half they had made those huge third down conversions third and 12 that was a gibbs run third and 18 to monroe st brown to kick a field goal make it three possessions and kept the 49ers off the field I think the 49ers were always going to get it going with the way Detroit's defense tackles. But it was just the the stopping point at half right there just let us stew in the 17-point lead for like too long, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, and Purdy, I mean, he, he again got lucky. Even in that first half, there was a... You know, one of his other overthrows to Ayuk uh, should have been intercepted. Actually, it was offensive pass interference, not called. But um, the thing I saw Purdy do today that Jimmy Garoppolo would never do is he he made a few plays outside of the playbook. There was a use check, a 23-yard catch on the first touchdown drive for the 49ers. It was completely out of structure, just found him. And there was another one where he threw the ball back across his body to Jennings. Probably should have been picked, but you know Jennings makes an amazing play. And those plays just didn't happen in the Jimmy Garoppolo version of this offense. And they're a big difference in the game. Just their ability to punch back um, was kind of always there. The third quarter comes. The dark clouds descend. Actually, it's beautiful. Beautiful sunset in Santa Clara, uh, like wonderful optics uh, uh, for the for a nice scenic evening NFC Championship, as it were. Um, the Lions at halftime uh, bathed in a vat of butter, 
And Purdy dipped his hands in holy water. And that's the only explanation I can have for what the third quarter was. This this sequence for Detroit, I just can't. The football gods were against them. This sequence. 49ers, okay, first they get the opening field goal. So they drive down, get an opening field goal, make it 24 to 10. Uh, they're, and the Lions are back up 14. The Lions start moving the ball, get into 49ers territory. It's fourth and two. Goff drops back, has Reynolds, throws it a little bit to his left, but it hits him in both hands. He drops the pass. It's hand on the head. Just, oh my gosh. They had a chance to really, really put this game away if the Lions could have just continued that and gotten a touchdown or even wasted more time and kicked a, a later field goal. In response, Purdy throws that deep shot to Ayuk, the one we started talking about, interception uh, that should have been to Kindle Vildor. It just bounces off his face and his face mask and both his hands and his arms. Just, and Ayuk makes the Lin Swan catch, touchdown. Now there's 10 points cut out. Gibbs takes the next handoff, first and 10. <laughs> Fumble. 49ers punch that in and tie the game, 24-24. That 17-point lead only lasted 12 minutes. And if Josh Reynolds catches the ball, if Vildor catches the ball, if Gibbs holds on to the ball, this is again why I talked about the butter, then this is so much different. Tied 24-24, they come out there, they go three and out. But what you won't remember is Goff, third and 10, found a wide open Josh Reynolds in stride. Past the sticks, might have gotten more. He dropped it. Butter. Butter. Just nothing could go right. Fortiners got that field goal later. And the 49ers find them. I'm sorry, the Lions find themselves now needing to make a comeback. They're down three. It's 27 to 24. There's about 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. They're driving to get the, the pass to Jamison Williams, which is bobbled. Looked like to be intercepted. Maybe got rid of the butter curse right there by, by coming away with that. David Montgomery, big run, 16 yards. They get to that fourth and three. The 14th, fourth and three at the San Francisco 30. And Goff, you know, I mean, he just kind of flutters one out there to St. Brown. It's short of the sticks. It had worked. It had worked earlier uh, in the game, a couple times actually, St. Brown specifically, uh, to throw short of the sticks and have him pick up the first down, but this time it didn't. They turn it over on downs with 7.38 left in the fourth quarter. That wasn't that bad. The 49ers are still 70 yards away. There's nothing that says your defense has to give up a 70-yard touchdown drive right there, and because they did, doesn't doesn't hurt the fourth down decision-making. It helps it, right? Like, I, mean, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. You go for it on fourth down, and it, <laughs> and you don't get it, and then your defense gives a big touchdown drive, and you think that means you shouldn't have gone for it on fourth down? feels like you should have because the other team is just scoring touchdowns. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm crazy. I know. The six points Dan Campbell could have had. Could have kicked a field goal there on fourth and three. Could have kicked a field goal on the fourth and two in the third quarter when Josh Reynolds dropped that pass earlier. Could have had six points. But he also, if he got even one of them and scored a touchdown on that drive, it would have been a net gain. Now, I didn't agree with the first one, uh, you know, but I don't have to agree with everything. This wasn't even pure analytics. 
especially, especially the first one, a lot of analytics will tell you to kick that field goal to go from 14-point lead to 17-point lead because, especially in the second half, three possessions is a huge deal time-wise. So there was certainly analytics that said to kick that field goal, but Dan Campbell didn't. His team knew he wasn't going to. That was their plan. They lived and died by by the way that they played, and I, I do respect that. Um, they probably should have gotten him. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh, I I don't know. I didn't. Both the fourth downs were were just. They were Dan Campbell goes. You could have you could have kicked the field goal, but we also just need to dial back the criticism because he has done that all year and won games he shouldn't by doing that. Ironically. Because the 49ers went down the field uh, so quickly, just running right over them, the Lions got the ball back, down 10 now, get a touchdown, but that's when the horrific coaching decision happened. So the reason I say ironically is because because Dan Campbell did this run, okay, so let me let me describe it. The Lions, Lions are down 10, they get the ball uh I mean, three minutes left. It takes them two minutes to get to the one yard line and score a touchdown with Jamison Williams on third and goal from the one with three timeouts with one Oh five left. They ran the ball with David Montgomery and they got stuffed for two yard loss. Then they had to use one of their timeouts. That was ridiculous. It completely changed the way the end of the game was going. It, it meant they had to do an onside kick. Because they had the three timeouts, <laughs> they could have passed it twice, kicked off normally, and, and said, 49ers, you have to get a first down to win the game. Because they would have had their three timeouts. Instead, they ran the ball on third and one, got stuffed, and had to use one of the timeouts. That is an egregiously bad Coaching decision. And because he made that, now that's going to be the lead of why Dan Campbell cost the Lions the game. And the two fourth downs are going to be like the, the supporting actors in this in that play, you know, that we're going to see for the next couple days. And it was down, they were down 10. Like it was just all, all egregious stuff. But it was a bad decision. It was a, re, a, a really bad decision. Though it will be funny because there are a lot of, um, there's a lot of overlap. Uh, between uh, why don't you just run the ball at the one yard line guys and always be a man and send your kicker and punter out um, guys. So they might, they didn't have a hard time criticizing the third and one handoff to David Montgomery where they had to use a timeout because you always run the ball at the goal line. It's always a touchdown. If you don't do it, uh, <laughs> every time that you have ever passed the ball at the goal line, the run is a hundred percent touchdown. Okay, I'm I'm rambling now. <sighs> so yeah, Lions lose, 49ers win, rematch of Super Bowl 55. Boo! Uh, but you know, we live on. All right, I'll be back. Gonna do some preview. Gonna have a preview. Uh, you know, a little legacy touch base this week, and then the Super Bowl preview the following week uh, for Super Bowl 58. My name is Miles Good.